Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Don. The most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. You should be your competition's huge problem. This is the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast with Steve Cypress and Everett Fornell. Welcome to another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast, the most fun podcast in any emergency situation of all time. Speaking of which, I have not only the most fun co-host, but the most confident, greatest co-host in the history of podcasting. Of course, it's none other than Mr. Everett Farnell. Oh, Steve, you are always so kind, and I so much appreciate being your co-host on this amazing, ridiculously powerful, fun, exciting podcast. And with that, I'm going to free shot it back over to you, buddy. Well, yeah, I mean, with every other podcast that's trying to act podcast-adential and being all, you know, oh, here's this week's podcast, and we're going to talk about this, and here's the information, and we'll see you next time. Like, what are you talking about? We have a podcast. we got to say ridiculous things, have tremendous fun with it, and be totally ridiculous. Where do you think we got that from? Well, that's why we're the best, most listened to, most amazing, outrageously big, powerful ridiculously popular podcast ever. <laughs> oh, you know, if that was in the news, uh, it would be uh, Everett is a liar. <laughs> Everett lies. Everett just told eight lies. The New York Times was counting the number of lies. It's not the most listened to. It's not the best ever. It's not the ever. What a liar. He lies every week. He lies every week when they keep saying it's the greatest. He's the greatest potter. He's the greatest host. He's a, it's, yeah, these guys are liars. And they're on podcast credential. And, and of course, and the, dear listener, we're talking about the one and only Mr. Donald Trump himself. With as the storm, as you're listening to this, the storm is either pounding away the hurricane, the, the record-setting hurricane, pounding away at the Carolinas and the East Coast, drenching them with feet full of rain and flooding, or it has passed by and you're listening to it in the future. And so, as usual, the federal government. You know, I love how they like to pin it on the president. It never matters who's the president. They will screw up every response to every emergency. You can guarantee it. They're the federal government. So FEMA, woefully unprepared, woefully screwing everything up. They'll do everything wrong. However, as we saw on one of the last ones, I don't remember whether it was Houston or Puerto Rico or I think there was another one happening somewhere near there around that time. It was one of these where Trump, in pure Trumpian fashion, did the old politician thing, so so far so good, where he flew down there and said, I'm going to fly down and talk to the victims myself personally, and he went to some supply depot where the trucks roll in with the water and the whatever and the necessities, and, you know, the politicians roll up the sleeves and they help get the cases of water and then they help hand them out and make a big show, it's a big photo op, and Trump, in typical Trump fashion, either has his pure entrepreneurial ADHD set in and says this is so boring, handing out paper towels to people, or, you know, waiting for people to come up online and standing here and, oh, here's yours, here's yours. You know, Melania's next or she's handing them out, everyone's handing them out, handing them out. Suddenly goes, you know what, number one, 
I ran on the forgotten man. So the forgotten man is not up here in the front of the line. He's way in the back of the room, and he might not even get anything. You know, I'm going to start tossing these. To the back of the room, I'm going to shoot them like I'm shooting free throws with a basketball. I'm going to start shooting these around like I'm going to a game with a T-shirt cannon. Well, I got my own personal manual paper towel cannon. And not only is he serving the common man in the back of the room, but he's lightening things up. I mean, these people probably have not had one smile on their face for days. They lost their home. They have no food. They have no place to stay. They have no common necessities, no toothbrush, no whatever. Here they are to hand them out. Trump's put a smile on their face. Hey, here, catch some paper towels. Second of all, of course, the whole thing's one big photo op. And what do you think is the only clip the media plays still to this day? The anti-Trumpers think it's a negative. Oh, Donald Trump is unpresidential. See, he's flipped. He's making light of the situation. He's acting like a goofball, not like the president, blah, blah, blah. So he's doing several brilliant things we're going to talk about here, and then we're going to cover the most brilliant of which in our advanced tip that you'll get when you go to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com. But let's cover some of the basics here, Everett. So one of the things he's doing is he's lightening up the situation. Another thing, he's taking all the focus from everyone onto himself. Trump does this all the time. He's brilliant at it. Yeah, absolutely. He, the amazing part to me is that the people don't get this. When somebody just faced a devastating storm like that, they probably have lost their place to live. They don't have water. They don't have electricity. They're really back to like pre-industrial, you know what I mean? Pre, the pre-industrial world without all the skills necessary to make a living in the pre-industrial world until they can come back and get the infrastructure back going, if they have a place to live at all. And then they're breaking his chops for bringing a little levity, a levity to the situation. That's what leaders do. What would happen, see, you've had many businesses, I've had many businesses, we've each had far more clients. What would happen if it was a tough day in the business or if finances were tight in the business and the business owner came in instead of saying, hey, how's it going? Hey, good job. Hey, blah, 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 blah. If they came in and, and said, oh, you know, oh, things are tough. Oh, I understand. Oh, yes, I know. It's a lot of work. We've got to get a lot of work done. Oh, how horrible. I, I mean, this would, this would not be good for morale. This would not be good for, it, for anything. It would bring the business to a grinding halt. Well, that oh, no, he doesn't give people an opportunity to find a little bit of happiness, a little bit of cheer, a, a moment of relief from their, oh, my God, how am I going to rebuild from this? It's amazing to me that a lot of people don't see that. They don't understand that. You know what I think, because we say it all the time, I think a lot of these people do understand. They can listen to our podcast. There's other people out there and experts that explain this stuff, but they choose. It doesn't fit their narrative. They choose mm-hmm. to say instead, he's deranged, he's unhit, unfit, he's unhinged, he's not presidential, he's a disgrace, he's making a mockery. He's unbecoming for the office. We've got to get him out of there and get a real president in there because this is how he responds to an emergency. He flips out paper towels like it's a joke. I'm like, yeah, I think you are. I mean, they have a brain, some of these people. I know some of these people, they're <laughs> otherwise intelligent. When it comes to Trump, they choose to be total idiots. But I right. think there's some other people that they know, but for instance, on anti-Trump TV channels and online blogs and such that are anti-Trump, they know what we're talking about is the truth, but their audience, they want to continue to brainwash their audience. People, we, we talk about all the time, people are gullible. We, you know, once you know how to persuade people, you persuade them, and they have the narrative that Trump is unhinged, unfit, oh, he's a baby in diapers, 
And here you go, another baby-like thing to do, flip out paper towels at an event that's supposed to be a somber, serious thing, and you're making a mockery of it. And actually, like you just said, that's the right thing to do. And Trump gets that from business. We're all business owners, hopefully, if you listen to this, and you know, is every day rosy? Is every day the same? Is every day perfect? No, of course, crises happen. They come up, and the question is not, will they come up? The question is, when they come up, how will you respond? How will you handle it? So you see Trump saying how I will handle it is I will go down there and I will lighten it up a little bit. And then people accuse him of, oh, I can't believe he was smiling. Uh, You know, it's like the Nero thing, fiddling while Rome is burning. Oh, I can't believe he was smiling while people were losing their home and he was making a joke. Well, look, you can't change the fact that they got flooded out of their home, right? But you can tell him a joke to make him feel good for 30 seconds and have a story to tell forever that the president's will be a joke. Along those lines, here's the other thing that Trump is doing, which is absolutely brilliant, very pertinent to sales presentations or managing people or, or basically anything, is that he knows that the federal government is going to screw something up. Doesn't matter whether he's president or not. He said it perfectly. So That's matter for sure. These bureaucracies are going to screw something up. Not to mention that FEMA is one of the historically worst-run agencies in American history. So he knows that's going to happen. So instead of trying to figure out how to fix FEMA, and he knows that the news media, if everything, if 99 things are perfect and one thing is out of place, he knows that all the reporting is going to be on the one thing because it's under his administration, whereas under some other administrations, if that were reversed and 99 things went wrong and one thing went right, it would all be about the thing that went right. So he understands that, but he's also not a poor me. Oh, how horrible it is. He doesn't feel sorry for himself. He understands what's going on there. So what does he do? Instead of allowing the media to report on something that might actually move the needle among people, right? So people who like him might actually say, holy, if if they got the impression that something was being screwed up, they might be inclined to say, well, you know, he's really screwing this thing up. I don't know. Maybe he's not as good as I thought he was. Instead, he's got them reporting on that he was throwing paper towels and everybody says, who (laughs) gives a shit whether he's throwing paper towels? And he doesn't lose one point on his popularity rating. His popularity rating is one of the most stable popularity ratings in the history of the nation. It just sits there. No matter how much bad shit the media throws at him, no matter how much stuff other politicians say about it, no matter how, it's amazing. It just sits there. And one of the reasons, I think, is because he's able to distract from any substantive issue or any perceived substantive issue that might move the needle. And they start talking about, oh, he said something strange, or oh, he looks strange, or oh, he's not presidential, or oh, he's throwing paper towels. And everybody who likes him says, you fuckers really are just picking on him. And they don't listen to what the media has to say. It's really brilliant. I mean, it's one of those 4D chess things that people are always talking about. It really is a, a higher-level strategy, but it's brilliant the way they're able just to pull the strings and, and keep every – I don't know if he does it subconsciously just because he knows what – you know, he's so used to doing this kind of stuff, or if it's an intentional, actually sat down and planned out strategy. But whatever it is, it's brilliant, and obviously it works. Yeah, I think it's a mixture of both. If you're a regular listener, I was in the door-to-door sales industry for nine years. And I remember one office where I was training, and the manager of the office was brilliant at this. And he got it from his manager, the regional vice president, who, when we had a bad day or we did something bad or somebody made an excuse, 
most managers would go off on the phone. Oh, I got to see you in my office, such and such. You were late. Is something? What? Well, what he learned to do, and what the what the vice president taught him to do, because that's what he was doing. That's why I was there to train with the manager. The manager was training under the vice president at the time. The vice president got him to say, instead of getting upset at everybody, just smile and laugh at him. And so Jim O'Carice <laughs> used to grin from ear to ear now. Suddenly he changed from, oh, you're late. What the hell? Blah, blah, blah going off. And everyone losing their attitude and being all disappointed. You think everyone was selling a lot that day when they were all now had a negative attitude to begin with. They were chewed out in the morning. Instead, you showed up late. He just smiled when he saw you, came out of his office and said, and you're training to be a manager? You want to be a manager someday? You want me to give you the keys to this place? You don't even show up on time? Oh, okay. <laughs> And he would walk away laughing. Now, that was brilliant. Yeah. And that's what Trump does. He knows there are those situations, negative things happen, and Trump has decided instead of chewing people out, being all dour and sour and presidential and whatever about it, you laugh. And not only does it lighten up the mode, it gets the point across in a more friendly way, but also, like we talked about, it takes all the attention off whatever else anyone's doing, what else is going on, and it takes it on to Trump. Still to this day, that clip is played now. It suddenly started reappearing on Facebook and wherever, like everyone's posting that Trump is flipping out the paper towels at the whatever hurricane he was at last time. That's how he handles the situation. I'm like, yeah, how fantastic is that? You know, enjoy it. You only got two years or six years to go, folks. Enjoy it, because undoubtedly you're going back to some stuffy, loser, whatever, presidential president who will make every dour situation more miserable than it was to begin with. Business owners know that doesn't serve the business or us or anybody to do that. So that's what Trump does, and that's what we urge you to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Put a smile on your face, laugh in the face of adversity, bring a little levity to the situation. And remember, the other option is, like you said, is to be dour and ugly and skeptical and nasty and screw your business up. And then we've got one more thing that Trump does that's absolutely brilliant and do wonders for your business, and that's in our advanced tip of the week. You get that. As always, just head on over to LessonsLearnedFromTrump.com. Get the advanced tip. Steve, you mentioned the next president, whoever that might be, whether it's in two years or whether it's in six years. And I shivered three times at the idea that we're going to lose. I mean, how is this reality show called Washington, D.C. going to be nearly as interesting without Donald Trump? Well, it's not, of course, so we can go back to having a life and not having to pay attention to any of this nonsense. Just like Trump wants and like we talked about a lot, he commands attention. Everything's always, always about Trump. I actually will get a relief in six years or two years or whatever and say like, wow, now there's just some boring guy that does one thing every couple of months instead of Trump was doing six things a day and upending the whole country and going crazy. So it'll be like a kind of a break. Yeah, it'll be more boring, but believe me, I got other things in life to entertain me and to interest me, so we'll just find something else. But until then, we'll be back here every week with another episode of The Lessons Learned from Donald Trump Podcast. You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump, make sure to go listen to the rest of the episodes and get our advanced tip of the week by going to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com and join us next time Unless you like being a loser. Some people do. Trust me.